going on, everyone? Uh, Mr. Trivia here for the Top Rope Report. Uh, getting ready to do our special Thursday night edition. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking Monday Night Raw and NXT. Just uh, waiting to hook up with the Nuxter and see what he's got to say about both shows. I thought NXT was pretty good. Hey, what's up? Not much. Let me turn this down a little. Alright, I'm good. Alright, here we go. Ah, <coughs> oh, Jacob, the first one in the, into the show. Walking. Welcome, Jacob. <clears throat> oh. It's gonna be, uh... Interesting to see what... Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a very special Thursday night edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Anchor, Google Podcast, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. What up, Greg? Hey, Trev. <clears throat> ah, Monday Night Raw and NXT. Uh, I'll tell you, Greg, I gotta agree with you like I usually do every week. Monday Night Raw is not getting any better. No. No, this this was a... <clears throat> I mean... I mean, it's just... Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's almost to the point as to where it's almost, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to Raw. I know, and it's... It's crazy, too, because they always book it as the flagship show for WWE. And it's just been horrible every week. I mean, I don't know what they need to do to get to get things going. I mean, I understand that this Monday, AJ Styles and Homeless will be back. And, you know, not that I'm saying that they're going to, you know, spark the whole thing and make another two million people watch the show. But, I mean... Well, they've, they've had <clears throat> they've had two million people each of the last two weeks. So. Yep, and it's just I mean it's just crazy as to you know what what they're doing to you know that's so bad. And I mean it's just I mean I, like I said I'm almost, I'm almost at a loss for words myself because. It's just, uh, Joanne, waving. Oh, okay. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it was so bad, I can barely remember some of the matches they had. I know they had Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman against, um, T-Bar and Mace. Yeah. Yeah, the un, the un, the, the unmasked. T-Bar and Mace, now with a little face paint. Right. And, I don't know, I, I thought that was an okay match. I yeah. mean, it wasn't good, it wasn't great, it wasn't, you know, fantastic. Right. I, I thought it was an okay match. And I, I thought maybe Raw was off to a good start because they started off with an actual match, not a 20-minute yep. 
in-ring promo that was useless. Yeah, because we always we all know that they usually start off every Monday Night Raw with some ridiculous promo, and that that basically sets the tone. Because the beginning of the show is going to set the tone. But then they lost, in my opinion, lost any momentum that they could have had immediately following that with their horrible Miz TV um, segment with Johnny Drip Drip. Um, He actually had Drip Drip painted on the side of his hair. Um, And then Elias and Jackson Riker, and they were all singing... What is it? Hop, hop, ho, ho, hey, hey, he, he, fingo, fum, yeah, so whatever the hell it is. Um, right. Which was absolutely horrid. Yeah. And it's just... They're, it, it, it seems like they're quote-unquote trying. But I, I say quote-unquote trying because they're not doing anything different. Right. They're doing what they think is wrong, and they're quote unquote trying to fix it, and they're just doing it worse. Yep. And I don't know. I, I'm sure you uh, you got the news now that Jason Jordan is the lead. Um, I guess on the right on the, on well, the writing team. Yeah, they, they've is. done they've done some re not in the writing team. Um, there's difference between doing a producing job, uh, you know, a producer versus writing. Um, you have so, you have the creative team that puts together what they want to do. The producers work with the talent to make sure it gets done properly. Um, which used to be John Laurinaitis, who now had gotten promoted, and then somebody under him became the lead producer. But now that Mark Carano is terminated, that person's been moved um, to help support that position um, that Mark Carano was involved with, and Jason Jordan's gotten a, a promotion. So, And then they, re- they reinstituted a referee that they had furloughed, um, and brought him back and took whatever job Jason Jordan was doing. So they, you know, just kind of took some people that they already had um, and, and just moved them around. Yeah, because they got a, I mean, maybe maybe Jason Jordan could be the shot in the arm they're looking for. Why? What makes you, know, you think that? Fresh maybe somebody with fresh new ideas and, you know, he might he might bring a fresh new outlook to Monday Night Raw in the back, and you know, you, you never know. Well, I I don't think it's I I don't I don't know what qualifications he has. I have no idea. Um, but nothing about him becoming um one of the lead producers backstage makes me think that. Raw's going to get better. He wasn't a good storyteller when he was in the ring. Right. Yeah, I I know it was somebody else producing what he was doing, but I I don't know. I, I, 
I, I guess only time will tell. Right. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, when I read the, the article, it's like, well, geez, he wasn't that good in the ring, so what makes him think he's going to be any good in the back, uh, in the back, you know? Well, I mean, if, if you look at Major League Baseball, um, a lot of your more successful managers that played in the Major Leagues weren't that good of a player. Yeah, true. You know, case in point, you know, with my, with my team, the Red Sox, I mean, Alex Cora, he, I, I think he was barely a 250 hitter. You know, he was a decent fielder. Well, he's, but, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a cheater, so. Yeah. That's what yeah. most of the people are saying. Yeah, most. I mean, he was suspended from Major League Baseball for a year because he cheated. I was surprised they brought him back, to be honest with you. Well, he's under contract and they have to pay him. Just because yeah. you're, you know, suspended doesn't mean your your contract's voided. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's always clauses in contracts that could allow you to terminate, but it's Major League Baseball... You sign guaranteed contracts, hence yep. that's why Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid by the Mets a million dollars a year. So, but anyways, yep. this this is the uh, top rope report. This isn't the uh, Major League Baseball report. So, absolutely. So uh, yeah, and then yeah, ap- uh, after that Miz segment, there was a six man tag. Um, Miz Morrison, Miz Morrison, and um, sorry. Miz, Jackson Riker, and Elias versus the New Day and Damian Priest. Um, Damian Priest is, is I, like I said before, I, I never really saw him much in the rinks. I didn't really watch NXT that often when he was coming up. Um, but I, I, he's actually pretty decent in the ring. Um, and it was an okay match. Yeah, I gave, I, I gave it a C-. Yeah, right around to C. Yep. Yep. And, and what did you, what did you think of? Go ahead. What did you think of uh, Bro KO? Well, it's 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 RK it's RK Bro. RK Bro. Okay. Yeah, you, you're not bro. you're not gonna quote unquote get Riddle the top billing um, of Riddle and and Orton. Um, so yeah, so it's RK bro. I don't know. DJ had posted that in our chat one time, and I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like you're expecting, or at least I was. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I, I was expecting and, and waiting for the, you know, RK out of nowhere to riddle just to get him to shut up. You know. <laughs> right. Well, seriously, that that's what I was. I was waiting for the the setup. Um, I'm. Oh, sorry. Um, there's a plant over behind me, and I just noticed what could have been a real four leaf clover, um, but it's a fake one that somebody has put in a plant. Oh, okay. I mean, what I'm afraid of is that they're gonna find positive reaction from the WWE universe with the two of them being together and 
keep them together. I mean, we have seen some weird pairings. Um, I mean, rated RKO. I mean, you never would have thought that, that would have been a tag team that worked, but it did. Um, right. Yeah, you know, um, oh, I forgot. My mind just went blank. But, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Kane. You, you know, you wouldn't have thought that that would have been a, a tag team pairing that worked well, but they went on to being title holders. So, once again, only time will tell what they're going to do. But, I mean, a another liked tag team for the tag team division can't be a bad idea. Right. That's, that's very true. You know, especially if they start, uh, you know, possibly putting them in tag team title matches. You know, and, and, and they look good in the title match. You know, you never... You never know what's what's uh, going to come of that. Well, I was surprised to see that the two of them um, were together as a team. So it's going to be interesting to see what the WWE is going to do with that and where they want to go with it. And, uh, yeah, but I thought the, uh, like I said, you know, getting back to the six-man, I thought the New Day and Damian Priest you know, like I said, I, it was a C minus. I could have, you know, the new day is the new day. You know, 10 times, 11 times, 12 times, whatever they are, tag team champions. Damian Priest just called up from the, just called up from NXT a couple months ago. He's kind of making a, I think he's making a, a pretty big splash at Monday Night Raw for himself right now. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how big of a splash it is. Um... When, I mean, he's been in a campaign with The Miz and Morrison. Um, but I think they're doing it right with Damian Priest. They, they brought him in, put him into a feud, like like we had, like I said before, with The Miz and or Morrison. It, it was good to get him established on the roster. You don't do like they did with Keith Lee and throw him right into a title, you know, contention. Right. I mean... I don't know how many avid followers there are of NXT that faithfully watch Raw and or SmackDown. Um, I'm kind of thinking they have their almost their own separate audience. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was my next question. I mean, uh, has there been any, any light shed on what's up with Keith Lee? No, nothing that I've read recently. I'm just I'm just hoping this whole thing with Sheamus. Um, as for the second straight week, he did his, and I'll say, quote-unquote, open challenge. Um, and it was Humberto Correa that came out both times. And before a match even started, Sheamus destroyed him. So um, I'm hoping that it leads. I mean, because that, that's a match I could get behind, Keith Lee um, versus Sheamus. Um, give Keith Lee, I mean, even if, you know, the feud lasts a little while and then maybe Money in the Bank is when the match finally happens between the two of them and Keith Lee takes a title off of Sheamus and has maybe a summer run with the belt. Uh, I think it could right. be good for the WWE and for Keith Lee. Yep, I totally agree. Especially if they give him, a, like you said, a summer run through the entire summer. And, uh, but before we came on the show tonight, we had a little talk on the phone off the air, 
about uh, you know WWE wanting to wanting to bring in some live fans to do some live shows. Um, are they looking to do this like before SummerSlam? Yeah. After SummerSlam? Before. Before SummerSlam? Yeah. Just just a few just uh you know, um. A few live events. No Monday Night Raws. No, um, you know, house shows. I should say, um, right. and just see, you know, what what they can do. Yeah. Now, up until I'd say six, seven, eight months ago, it wasn't really. It was nowhere near possible. But do you see? Ten to fifteen thousand fans in a WWE show again somewhere down the line. Well, I mean, for uh, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view, absolutely, I could see that. You know, eventually. I mean, not anytime soon. Um, I think as more and you know, the whole point of this is. Um, the UFC event that happened this past Saturday had 15,000 people at an arena in Jacksonville. And there were WWE officials there. And when I say officials, I don't mean referees. <laughs> they didn't have, you know, any of the referees, but, you know, they were represented there. And they wanted to just kind of see how they pulled it off. Because, I mean, there's a couple different parts of this. And the one thing I'd pointed to you is WWE wants to make sure that their employees and the wrestlers and, and other talent and production crews and all that can safely travel. The other part of it is making sure that the places they're going to be able to do it are going to be able to pull it off successfully. Um if you look at the Northeast, for instance, um, as of now, in outdoor, and even I think even for the, the Knicks and the Nets in Brooklyn, um, New York State is allowing, they've been allowing 20% capacity of their fans. I think it's May, uh, games after May 15th, that can go up to 33%. Still recognizing social distancing rules. If major, if WWE has to follow something like that due to a state regulation, they've got to figure if it's worth putting it where they're going to put their fans and how they're going to you know, spread them around the arena because as you know and I know and I don't know how many others know a lot of times at house shows the seats behind the hard shot camera that doesn't move are empty and all the audience is on you know behind the announcers over by the entrance ramp and then where the camera is constantly showing well if how are they going to be able to figure that out? So there's a lot more that that they have to figure out before they can just say, "Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna put 1,200 fans in the audience." Right. Yep. And it's just trying to figure out 
you know, how they're, you know, like you said, how they're going to do it, how they're going to do it safely. Right. And, you know, when is the best time to do it? Yep. So, yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk a little NXT. Oh, we're not going to finish Raw? Oh, okay, we can, yeah, we can finish Raw. Uh, I mean, we had the, uh, I believe it was, I believe there was a women's match. Yes. So I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it it, it it was a decent match. It was a six you know six women tag match. Um, what the hell was it? Oh, Asuka. Oh, Lana and Naomi versus Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Rhea Ripley. Um, the match it's the the match itself was okay. Um, it, it was actually wasn't a D or D minus match that you normally get. Out of a women's match these days, a tag match. I think maybe adding the Oscar and Rhea Ripley aspect to it. But what made the match stupid and why WWE is still doing this was, you know, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come down. Shayna Baszler goes over to confront them to not distract Nia Jax. And they throw a bucket of water at Shayna Baszler, the Nia Jax comes down, and I'm sorry, I, I, I've looked and looked and looked again. She slips and falls, but she started her slip and fall before the fucking puddle of water. And then when she went to get back up, she slipped while she was in the water. Water on a rubber surface does not make it slippery, folks. It doesn't. Yeah. So it, it, and then so that that knocked down a little bit of the match because um, mm-hmm. that segment was involving the match, but it, you know it was it was an okay match. Yep. I just for some strange reason I just can't get behind. Naomi and Lana as a tag team. No, not at all. No, nope. there's just something about it because Naomi, well, she's you know a former champion. She's been in the ring for you know quite a while. It's just Lana. I mean, Lana is not a wrestler, and you know she goes out there and she tries to do the glow thing when she comes out. Tries to. I was about to say, I think I've seen that. As she can, as far as the matches go, but I just can't. I just can't get behind those two as a tag team. No, I, I don't think. I mean, I don't think much of Naomi as a wrestler either. I really don't. Uh, I mean, it, it's all about her glow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. As to any popularity then, that she has. And then, like you said, you know, Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke. It's just. I don't know. Do do something with them, or or get rid of them. Plain and simple. I mean, you know, break them up. Have them go separate ways or something. We haven't we haven't seen other than Nia Jax and Shayna. We haven't seen who I think is the best tag team in the women's division right now, which is the Riot Squad. Well, yeah, but they're just they're not a formidable challenger. For Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They're not. I mean, as, you know, as popular of a team 
Uh-oh. Can you still trip? You there? Currently our guest in the broadcast, but aren't sending a video. We will try to reconnect you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Okay. Oh, well, last couple of weeks, that's just been a little bit less to be desired, you know? So. Uh, i going to see if we can get him back on. I want to apologize to the fans out there. I don't know where he went. I don't know. I don't know where he went. It said you you've been I I had a message on my thing saying you've been disconnected from this video due to not or you've been you're not connected to this video, um, and then it just ended. <laughs> wow, that was weird. But we're back and want to apologize to the fans for the uh, for the delay there. But yeah, getting back to the women's tag team. Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I think the Riot Squad could possibly be the best team for the women, in my opinion. They've been together for a while, and um, I, but they're just not getting they're just not getting their their due respect, I guess. But but what what have they done to earn a chance? I mean, they they have them in the ring now, and they they have them losing. And it's because, as I was starting to say, I don't know how much of it you heard, they're they're not a formidable opponent for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler by any means. They they weren't. Neither one were. Um, I mean, when they went on their their singles way, neither one were overly successful as a singles competitor. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider either one of them. I mean, as a tag team. Okay, but, I mean, the only thing is they're the only, technically the only actual tag team. Um, but right. they were at their best when there were three of them. Yep. And we know Sarah Logan is probably not going to come back. So. No, no, I don't think she's going to come back to wrestling at all. She She's no. at home, you know, with her baby. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's going to be quite interesting to see what the WWE is going to do with this women's division. I mean, if they're going to bring in more talent from NXT, if they're going to try and put other tag teams together. So do you think think that Charlotte's quote-unquote indefinite suspension ended as quickly as it did? I mean, it, 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 it lasted a week. She was suspended a week ago. 
for kicking the shit out of a referee, and then this week she's reinstated. Um, is that because WWE is is their women's division is floundering as much as it is? I think so. Or do you think that was the I, game plan? Yeah, I think if Becky Lynch was, was back, then I think Charlotte's suspension would have gone on longer. But because Becky's still not back yet, they needed some star power. I mean, they have they have the, the women on Raw that if, if some of them are, are good. Some of them are, are pretty good. Some of them are, are real good. But they're not a Charlotte Flair. And you got to get the star power. And that's why I had said to you off, off camera last um, Monday or Tuesday, wow, that was the shortest suspension in wrestling history. $100,000 fine, and now she sneaks in the back door with Sony Deville, and boom. Do you see WWE putting a partner with Charlotte to go after Nia and Shayna? No. 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 Okay. I, I think if I think the next women to be the tag team champions um, could very well be Tamina and Natalia. Okay, that's a very good possibility as well. So we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see what WWE Monday Night Raw and the rest of the crew's going to do as far as the women's division goes. Right. So, so what else is uh, going on for Raw this past week? That, uh, well, then we had the, uh, I mean, you had Charlotte take on Mandy Rose um, where that same referee that she beat the snot out of was the referee and he almost botched the match again. And I'm. There have been rumors that WWE may experiment with intergender matches, and if you look at the ref, I mean, he looks to be in physical shape. I don't know if he is a wrestler by trade, and they're using him as a, as a referee. Um, but I I've just got this little thing in the back of my head here saying that eventually we're going to see a match between that wrestler, that referee, and Charlotte. Right. And if I know the WWE, they'll either put it on, they'll either put it on a, a, a small pay-per-view or they'll just have it on Monday Night Raw. Well, yeah. Where else? Yeah. Well, obviously they're going to put it on either a pay-per-view or Monday Night Raw. Uh, I mean, you just they're you just gonna... you just did your best Dave Meltzer impersonation there. And they're not going to put it on SmackDown. <laughs> right, that's true. They could, but they couldn't. No, you know how that is. Um, as long as you didn't say I did a Vince Russo impression, but uh, No, I'm you no, if you're if you're if you're doing a Vince Russo um, impersonation, you'd be bashing everything about WWE, even things that are good. You would just totally bash it. I still see that they're, that he's uh, he's still doing a podcast with uh, another guy talking about WWE. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, 
I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you should ever take an, a former employee that left on bad terms as a credible source in anything. I mean, in, anywhere. You're you're not gonna. You're not gonna ask Barry Bonds' opinion on the Hall of Fame. You're not. You know. You're. You know. You're. You're just not. Right. Yep. So. That's uh. That's something. WWE is noted for doing. So, yeah. So we got the. Uh, we got the first part of the show. Under our belts with Monday Night Raw. Right now, we're going to do our favorite part of the show. I know it's my favorite part of the show. I'm hoping it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, floor is yours. Okay, well, thank you, Trib. Um, we were mentioning earlier, uh, we were talking about maybe Charlotte's suspension not being what it was because of... Holy crap. Dude, 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 back up. You're too close. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, I saw up your freaking nose. You got a, you got a booger in your left nostril there. Um, okay. <laughs> and part of it is lack of star power. So, a little article came out saying the uh, predicting when Becky Lynch will return to WWE programming. Um, the first one make an appearance at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, I don't know in what capacity would make sense because you, you kind of think backlash is to get back at something that happened at WrestleMania, which she wasn't at. But the next one they list would be having them put her into the Money in the Bank match and have her next appearance be at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Because she gave up her title to the previous Money in the Bank winner. She never lost. This way it would give her the briefcase. Um, and that gives her the right to challenge um, for the title. And they could always throw that little exclaimer in there saying that she could challenge for the title on either Raw or SmackDown. Um, the... Post Money in the Bank Monday Night Raw to confront the winner of the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then the last one is they say, well, if you didn't use it at WrestleMania, maybe they purposely wait for her for SummerSlam because that's their next biggest pay-per-view behind um, WrestleMania. Yeah. I I don't I I I don't I don't like the idea of her being at WrestleMania Backlash. I think Money in the Bank or SummerSlam could be the the two best opportunities for. Her. I don't I don't want her showing up. I mean, I guess maybe. The Money in the Bank, Raw, you know, the one right after. Maybe that one could work, but I, I don't know. Um, you had mentioned that you saw that AJ Styles and Omos were supposed to be at this upcoming Monday Night Raw. 
and I read an article that basically kind of stated as to why AJ Styles and Omos have not been on Monday Night Raw. And quite frankly, they said it's because creative doesn't have anything for them. Um, that just really, really, really goes to show you the state of the tag team division when you can have almost every Friday on SmackDown for a month, you could have a legitimate title match against a different contender every week. And Raw can't even put together one contender that you have to leave your tag team champions off of the show for the two episodes after your biggest event of the year in WrestleMania. Right. Yep. Andrade is going to be coming up on my phone. Um, he's actually going to be facing a former WWE champion um, at a at a pro wrestling show in what is it, McAllen, McAllen, Texas, on July thirty first. He is going to be taking on Alberto Del Rio. Um, I I I thought. Alberto Del Rio was having legal troubles and was under house arrest or even in jail for, you know, sexual battery and misconduct and everything else that he may have done. But apparently this is going to be happening July 31st. (laughs) Um, One other thing real quick before my um, quote-unquote rant and... There's an article that I read um, that that suggests five WWE superstars that need to be repackaged if they want any success in the WWE. And these are all, in this person's opinion, legitimate, and I'll just have to say that, their opinion, legitimate wrestlers that they feel... If got if they were to get repackaged, they could, you know, flourish. Um, first one is, um, and I hate. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have that another time. Um, Raw superstar, technically now I think SmackDown superstar, um, Mia Yim slash Reckoning. They, they kind of think if she was no longer reckoning and went back to her roots and was repackaged as Mia Yim again, that she could have decent success, especially now being on SmackDown in a championship feud with possibly Bianca Belair. That's if she can survive Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, next one they list is Humberto Carrillo. And I'll say it again. They say superstar Humberto Carrillo. No comment. Um, former WWE Universal Champion Braun Strowman. I don't know how many times they can 
repackaged him because I feel like he's repackaged every few months. Right. I don't. So that one I don't. I don't get. Yep. The next one they list is former WWE United States Champion and King of the Ring winner Baron Corbin. I I kind of agree with that one. Um, yep. And then the last one they list is former WWE Women's Tag Team Champion um, Nikki Cross. Who has tried repackaging herself. And, I mean, she, I I saw a tweet that she listed that um, she's got her bachelor's in something. She's working on getting her master's. Um, She's a licensed um, personal trainer. She's this, she's that. But all she wants to do is wrestle. She can be successful in a couple other different careers, but all she wants to do is wrestle, and that's all she's ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot... No, go ahead. No, there's a lot of things that they can do with her if they repackage her, I believe. Um. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they definitely could. I mean... It's just how they do it would be, and what you know, what way they do it um, yep. would be the only thing. And then right. my rant isn't—it's not really going to be a rant, rant, rant. Not a yelling and screaming, angry rant. Um, but I, I did specifically go out of my way to DVR. Um, AEW from last night, and I watched it this morning. And I I will say that, um, like, the the first match um, was Brian Cage against Hangman Page. And, yeah, there were, you know, I I looked at it like, oh, you know, and I'm looking at the TV, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah. You know, a couple, you know, over-selling moves. Um, there was one where Brian Cage was going after Hangman, and Hangman went to pull the rope down, and you literally kind of saw Brian Cage slowing up and starting his flip over the rope too early. And little things like that. Um, but then I'm like, Greg, Greg, stop being so nitpicky. Um, I mean, I wouldn't give any of the matches anything over a B. Um, just like WWE, there were some dumb segments that they had. Um, I, I didn't, I mean, some of them I didn't, maybe the matches could have been a little better if I was more invested in the storylines, but I didn't know any of the storylines. Right. Um, there were no matches really below a C. It was it was an okay show. It was decent. It was good. Um, the only thing is is the two knocks that I'm gonna get. It's actually one knock, but it's it's a double knock. It's a um, is they and I don't know if it was just last night or if it's something that always happens. Not one 
wrestler comes to the ring alone. They had a women's match where um, I, I know Orange Cassidy, for whatever reason, came out with one of the women. Um, some, whatever her first name was, Statlander or Statlander um, against somebody else. I, I don't remember what her name was. It was a good match. I mean, you know, it wasn't, you know, Sasha Bailey NXT, but it also wasn't Lana Nia Jax. It was, you know, it was it was an okay match. Probably a C plus, maybe B minus. But, every, and then everybody is a part of a faction. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. They have no, you know, I mean, and it, this goes, they have no John Cena. They have no Randy Orton. They have no... Nobody comes out to the ring by themselves. They have no individuality. And they, they have somebody that, that's a valet or somebody that's a, a wrestler or part of their faction. And they, they have a, uh, I think it's called Blood and Guts, next Wednesday on TNT, where the big match of the show... And let's see, I don't know, I, I can't remember what this type of match is called. There's two teams of five, and there's this setup where there's these two rings next to each other with a cage around it where two guys, one guy from each team start in the ring, and then after five minutes, one person from one team comes down to give that team an advantage, and then every two minutes they alternate so all 10 guys are in the ring. Then the match officially starts. And the only way to win is by submission or... Um, oh my god, my mind just went blank. Or by or submission or surrender. I don't think I've ever heard or seen a match like that before in my life. Right. <sighs> Hence WWE. Hence War Games. War Games, yeah. And and also listening to Excalibur, who's okay. Tony Schiavone, Schiavone. Listening to JR now is horrible. I mean, he's lost. A lot, um, and and he makes it seem like there's no other wrestling companies in the world because just statements that he makes about all oh, that's that's the best match that you're ever gonna see in the entire world, and it's right here on AEW, dude. It was Orange Cassidy giving somebody an arm drag and doing a monkey flip when his hands were in his pocket. <laughs> Big fucking deal. He's got to say that, though. Well, why? They're, they're, they're main champion. Kenny Omega has the TNA heavyweight title or Impact heavyweight title. John Moxley is advertised on the show. That 
I don't know, Iki Kabashi or whatever the hell his name is, is coming oh, yeah. over to defend or to attempt to get back his NP, NPJW title that John Moxie won from him. Hitachi Kabasi, whatever, Tabisha, whatever his name is. But then, then you're making it seem like AEW is the only wrestling company in the world. And then five minutes later, you're promoting somebody from another wrestling organization coming in. I don't, he's just, needs to retire. And yeah. that's Nuggies news um, for this week. All right, great. Always a pleasure listening to Nuggies news. Yeah, that uh, John Moxley. I know he has the IWGP um, America's Championship from New from New Japan Pro right. Wrestling. And um, and I think the guy's name is Kabashi or or something like that. Yeah, or Yokohama Toshiba or whatever that was name is. But. Uh, yeah, you know, when JR does something like that, you know, he's been around the business. God, it's got to be well over 40 years now. And, and he's another one that, you know what, if, if I'm doing an interview, I'm not going to JR to find out what he thinks about WWE. Because he's like a woman scorned. He's not going to give you any positive references from WWE. Right. No, go, you know, or go to Ryback. Or Vince Russo, or I mean, yeah, they're never going to say anything good about WWE and anything that people that like WWE. Oh, sorry about that, yep. folks. That was my dinner again. Um, that that enjoy WWE, and we knock something that they're doing. They're going to knock it ten times worse. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, fans and folks out there. There are, there is some good talent in AEW. There's some young talent in AEW uh, that could go on to, you know, superstardom. But when you sit there and say, you know, you have a wrestler that did a move where you're probably not going to see that any of the best, something the best anywhere in the world. I mean, come on. Yes. Especially you're not going to see that anywhere else. Oh, sorry. I got to do it with only moving half my mouth. Oh, that was mean. That was mean. Yeah. I, I've got to smack myself for that one. That was mean. The but... This show are not necessarily those. But, uh, yeah, I understand that. So... All right, uh, let's get into a little bit, a little bit of NXT. Okay. There was a match on there that I thought was really pretty good. Maybe I'm saying this because I'm being biased because I'm turning into a huge Bronson Reed fan. I mean, just the things this guy can do with his size. You know, we had talked before. He he reminds me of a Brodus Clay. And. I was never sold on Austin Theory to begin with. No, I mean, you, you knew as soon as that match came up what the outcome was going to be. Right. Y you knew that Austin Theory was going to lose, and mm -hmm. Johnny Gargano was going to have to face Bronson Reed again. Yep. And I just, I just thought that, uh, you know, without them getting involved, you know, horse face and the way, so to speak, as they call themselves... Um, I gave I gave the match uh, a B minus to a C for that match. 
Um, I mean, I, well, uh, I mean, it, the thing about me watching that match is I, I looked at it and I was like, that's the Austin Theory that made the main roster. Because he was, at, he's he's good in the ring. He, he and yep. shows that he can wrestle, but character-wise, I mean, that that's what needs to be worked on. And yep. once again, I find that a lot in NXT, where the wrestling is, is is just as good, if not better, as what you're seeing on the main roster, but it, it's the character development and the storylines that, that the talent needs to work on. Right. And one, one funny thing that caught my eye about that match was when Dexter Loomis came out, and he was kind of... Chasing, or not chasing, but, you know, walking behind Indy Hartwell. And she actually turned around and looked at him and said, what are you doing? You you talk too much. I never heard Dexter Lewis say one word. Yeah, I, I don't, nah, I don't think so. Even when he was the host or something of, a, of an NXT, he never spoke the entire thing. He just pointed at things. Yep. So, uh. Yeah, I thought you know, I thought it was a decent match. I'm looking forward to seeing Johnny Gargano against uh, Bronson Reed. Do you think it's finally time for a title change, or? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think it's time to uh, put the title on Bronson Reed. Let Johnny Gargano either go to the main roster or, you know, do something Ooh, else. Johnny excuse Gargano, me. I, Johnny Gargano is good enough to be on the main roster. Well, I think there's, I think there's several um, talented wrestlers in NXT that could be on the main roster, but you don't want to bring them up with nothing for them to do. Right. You know, I don't, and that's a lot of times what will happen with. NXT talent when they come up to the main roster is they bring them up and they don't have a concrete storyline. They're kind of just like, okay, we have a 20, like a dartboard. We have 20 storylines. Let's throw the dart and see where it lands today. You, you know, and that's, you know, some of the issues that, they, that they've had. Yep. One of the other matches uh, I was hoping would get off the ground with Shotzi and Ember. Oh, oh. that kind of never... The tag never match? Huh? The tag match? Yeah. They, yeah. uh... And I, I watched them get, as they, as they say on NXT, as they got brutally attacked. And I'm sitting out there and I was like, no, come on, don't ruin the cupcakes. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Not the cupcakes. But, uh... I think you're going to see, somewhere along the line, you're probably going to see them take the titles from Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Because that tag team that was in the ring yesterday, uh, again, not yesterday, um, against Shotzi and Ember that were supposed to go against them, I have no clue who they are. Well, they're part of the Robert Stone brand. Yeah, they look like a bunch of dinglings. But they're, oh, they're celebrating... Uh, Ring holding the titles like they just won well, the championship. Right, and that's yeah. yeah. So, but that's part of the show, right? That's that's how Robert Stone has become. Um, yeah, you know, with that. 
um, the little the little weasel, uh, which I guess could be realistic. Um, yeah. But you know, you know, goes you know, he's just. Um, what what did you think about Tony Storm losing uh, to a uh, rookie? That shocked me. Yeah. I mean, that girl did hardly anything in that whole match. Yep. And, and that girl came out, I can never remember her name. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Don't worry, after out. after a while, you will remember her name. Yep, and once she came out, that just threw Tony, Tony Storm game right yeah. off. Yep. And when she pinned, it's a good thing she pinned her, you know, it's a good thing they have you pin your shoulders. Because if they had to roll her over, the girl would be on top. Because Tony Storm's got a big ass. And it's like, I mean, but I thought that was, I even said to DJ afterwards, I said, she got pinned by a rookie. Yeah. And that was a real big shock. I, and, and, only, and only because she lost to a rookie and it was something unexpected, I gave the match a B. Yeah, yeah, yep, I'd yeah. agree. What'd you think of the segment between uh, the grizzled young veterans and the Muscle Champa and Toothless Timmy? That's what I was just rolling, you know, scrolling to on my phone here. Um... I mean, they they wrestled in the the Dusty Cup, Dusty Rhodes Cup, whatever you call it. I think it's just called the Dusty Cup. And I mean, I, once again, the pairing of Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher was out of left field. You, you never would expect the two of them to work well together, but but they do. They do work well together, and. Uh, Grizzly Young Veterans remind me a lot of, um, oh my gosh, they just went blank out of my head, um, The Revival. And uh, even their, their wrestling style and everything, but a little, maybe a little tougher and not as old school. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the you know, quote-unquote return match between the two teams. Absolutely. Um, another match I I thought was real good that caught my attention, and I'm getting to love this team more and more every time I see them. Is MSK? Yeah, I I. Kushida made a hell of a team. Yeah, I told you about them. You know when I saw them for the first time when they made their debut in, in the Dusty Cup, and I I was so impressed with the way that they, you know, because we were wondering. Well, I mean. What's the big deal about these guys? Why were they such a touted, you know, free agent tag team? And why did everybody want them? And I, I clearly see why everybody's wanted them. Yep. Yeah that that match was. I, I mean, I would give. I gave that match an A minus. That was head to toe uh, an exciting match. Totally, I, I totally agree on that one. It was just uh, nonstop action. You never know what was going to happen from one minute to the next. Yeah. But yeah, Kushida and MSK, they make a tremendous half of a six-man tag team. They and just, I, and 
I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Legato Del Fantisma or Fantiza or whatever they are. I wouldn't mind seeing them go to the main roster. I, I know there was there was rumors 